This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. You know Disney. They love remaking some of their old films into live action. So, The Little Mermaid. It's going to be swimming its way towards theaters soon, but it's garnering some attention online over some backlash regarding casting. Here to discuss some of the issues surrounding the film is Michael McNeely in Kingston, Ontario. Hey, good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm well. Always interested in talking about issues like this. The trailer for The Little Mermaid dropped about a month ago. Bring me up to speed on the backlash. Well, we don't want to spend too much time on the backlash. Otherwise, we end up giving more more credence to the racists than we should. But essentially what happened was when people discovered that Holly Bailey was cast as Ariel, um, the color of her skin became an important overriding issue to many people that should not be commented on the internet and shouldn't really keep their opinions to themselves. But alas, suffice it to say, these tools managed to wound everyone's day on Twitter by more or less whitewashing the trailer itself using CGI. Um, replacing Holly's face with the white face and getting themselves banned off Twitter. So yesterday when I visited when I visited Holly's page and when I visited the profile or the the hashtag of the movie itself, I was happy to see that there were less racist comments around. So it does seem like things are a bit cleaner now. But it's unfortunate that someone like Holly Holly was exposed to that. There certainly was a flip side here where a lot of people did come forward to voice their support for Haley Bailey as a result of this backlash. What is the role of consumers to step up in these moments when controversy starts to swirl? So you're asking about what we can do if the controversy starts to happen. Yeah. Ultimately, we need to keep our nose to the grindstone. We need to focus on what is important. We need to not give these tools the satisfaction of responding to their bullying tactics. I know it's hard. I know it's 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 hard not to have the last word on the internet, but nobody really has the last word on the internet, except Holly. I think she deserves the last word personally. She seems to be taking it in stride. Um, and, you know, it's it's only going to be maybe 20 or 30 years later that we realize the sacrifices that this young woman has made at this point in time in her career and taking a big step forward for representation. We won't, we won't recognize those sacrifices yet. Um, so I think, I think to answer your question, I think it's probably good just to have a good meme that responds to the racist backlash and then just move on with your life because these people have too much free time on their hands. 
you mentioned representation there, and that's something that we talk about a lot on this show, the importance of representation. What is the significance of Halle Bailey's representation of Ariel, the Little Mermaid? What precedent does that set? Well, let's first start by analyzing the story of the Little Mermaid. Um, as you know, it's a story about finding belonging, finding family, finding um, a recognition to be yourself and accepting that. So I can't think of a better way than casting Holly to, to address those concerns in the storyline because her rule of Ariel is different than what we're expecting but the measures of acceptance is the same. And the reason why Hallie's presence as Ariel is different than what we're expecting is only because we have been exposed to a very long history of white actors and actresses playing rules that were really meant to be played by other people. And so this is just... This is just a point in time in history where things have to change, and things have had to change for a very long time. I think I think what we're seeing here today is just an opportunity for many people to recognize themselves on the silver screen, and for many, many people to say, well, that could be me someday. Of course, we're not saying that everyone is going to go out there and be a mermaid. But we're going to say that people could be the heroes and heroines of their own stories and that they they can have happy endings like the characters on the screen. Let's go back to the social media side of this. I once read an amazing post on social media that said, quote, tweet your friends and screen grab your enemies which might lead me into my thought on this about what to do with trolls on social media, which is largely ignore them and don't amplify their message. What do you think? Well, I mean, that's honestly what we've been talking about this entire month, is whether or not we should be giving platforms to people that don't deserve them. And that's why I wanted to be careful with this segment. So I would like to give a platform to Lynn Madwell Mohanda, who I have been told has helped make four new songs for this movie. And I think anybody who loves Lin-Manuel Miranda, I mean, who doesn't, except of course those tools in the first place, but enough about them. Um, this, this is an amazing, amazing time because we're going to get four new songs from the creator of Hamilton. And not only that, Lin-Manuel Miranda loves The Little Mermaid to such an extent that he's named his son Sebastian. Okay, come on. Dave, are you going to name any of your kids? If you have kids, are you going to name them after any movie characters? I'm going to go with unlikely to name my kids after movie characters. Maybe more likely to name my kids after musicians. Okay, so I look forward to meeting your kid, Led Zeppelin, and your other kid, you too. Um... <laughs> But yes, so we have Lynn Manuel, Miranda, we have Holly Bailey, we also have, get this, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Come Ooh, on. I like that. I, I, I want to see her spitting, just like that Ursula did in the original, where she's floating and spitting. Okay, I don't know why that will make me happy, 
but we also have more more actors of color. We have Javier Bardem, believe it or not, as Sam Twisted. And I think that the names just keep going on and on. So the question here is, is this movie going to be good? I I am just personally a little bit tired of this remake wagon. But it's important that I, I can have an opinion that doesn't necessarily infringe upon Holly Bailey's ability to act in this film. I know that she can act, I know that she can sing, and that she deserves to have a woo. I'm just tired of seeing the same story repeated over and over and over again. Yeah. But I'm here gonna... we are. Here's another one that Omar made. And you know what? To some extent, I'm kind of a hypocrite because I could watch Hamlet 25 times and I'm fine if there's another Hamlet movie. So I just have to remember that some people may be looking at The Little Mermaid as a work of Shakespearean genius. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm inclined to agree with you Michael, but I'm also a little tired of the live action remakes, especially because pretty much in every case the live action Disney remake has been worse than the original. Aladdin was worse than the original. Lion King was worse than the original. Beauty and the Beast was worse than the original. So to a certain degree, I'm tired of this because the movies haven't been as good. It has nothing to do with casting or inclusion or anything like that. It's just the movies aren't as good. They're not as whimsical. They're not as fun. Michael, any final thoughts before you swim away? Like, there's a story here. There's a story. There's a story about somebody who is trapped. There's a story that Hans Christian Andersen recognized when he when he was writing letters to his his lover that didn't love him back. There's a story that he wrote. It's called The Little Mermaid. He wrote a story about a mermaid that would die if she spent time in land. I'm saying there's a story there. Do that. But don't just repeat yourself a thousand times. Tell me a different story. Tell me a story about Ariel when she's um, when she's traveling the world, when she's learning about cars, when she's learning about oil spills, where she's becoming an environmental activist, where she meets Erin Brockovich. Okay? Tell me that story. Don't come up with another thing like this again, because I saw it back, you know, in 1993. And also, I can't leave you without telling you this, but in one episode of The Little Mermaid animated series, there was an Afro-Latino mermaid. Her name was Gabriella, and she was deaf. Okay, she used sign language. And guess what her interpreter was? I, I have no idea. Her interpreter was Ollie the octopus. Okay, that's something I'd be interested in seeing. I want to see how an octopus does ASL. Yeah, okay, I'm in. Consider both those ideas green light. I like them, Michael. Michael, have a great weekend. Thank you for this. And thank you. And you know what? We'll have this discussion again when it comes out in March 2022. Time is a flat circle. I understand. That's Michael McNeely chatting about Disney's live action adaptation of The Little Mermaid, which, as Michael points out, comes out in spring of 2023. Mark your calendars and uh, mark me for having other plans the weekend that comes out. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv.
The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.